Welcome to the Emetophobia Podcast. Um, for some reason, I can't use my microphone in the, the car while it's uh, driving because it seems to put a lot of interference through the microphone. So we're just going solo iPhone today. We'll see how this one works out. If it's if the audio quality is terrible, let me know and uh, I'll try to figure something else out. Maybe I can use another set of headphones or something. But today, I want to talk about food for a minute. So food is kind of a big deal in the emetophobia world. Food is... Uh, something that you are constantly thinking about on a daily basis because uh, you get very afraid of certain foods making you nauseous. And uh, for me personally, I used to have certain foods that like I couldn't even look at or else I'd get nauseous because I just like, like ravioli, (laughs) ravioli, Chef Boyardee ravioli. For some reason, one day I ate that food and it made me feel very sick. And ever since then, I just literally cannot eat ravioli anymore. It's just like, I can only eat ravioli if there's no sauce on it and it's uh, and there's cheese. That's it. So I, I can't... It's the sauce, the pizza sauce that does it. it. It's just a lot of foods with heartburn related to them are stuff that I just cannot personally eat all the time. I, I can maybe eat them in very small quantities, but um, most of the time I try to stay away from the things that I know give me heartburn. Very greasy foods are, are never fun. Um, and I know with emetophobia, that's our main goal is to not be sick. So... Our whole day is is revolving around not getting sick. So that also involves all of the food that we eat. And it's a weird thing because you have to think about what would happen if it if if you if you did do that. Um, I guess I don't really know a word to use for that. Uh, I don't want to use the actual words because I don't want to be triggered triggering to anybody and and uh, be kind of ignorant sounding. Um, so I'll just use the term V. If you were gonna V, okay. Um, you want to make sure that in your weird, you know, anxiety mind here that, uh, whatever food you eat would be easy to do that with. So, uh, basically my, my staples were always English muffins and peanut butter, um, noodles with butter on them. Uh, a lot of cereals. So like, uh, fruit, um, uh, Cheerios and just, uh, like life cereal, very simple, uh, not a ton of sugar on them cereals. I guess Oreos are kind of sugary, but or not Oreos, uh, uh, what am I trying to say here? Honey Nut uh, Cheerios. And so it just kind of comes into your life on a daily basis where every time you have a meal, it's kind of difficult to have a meal with somebody else. It's very difficult to eat certain foods. Um, You feel like all the foods you actually want to eat are the foods that make you feel the sickest. And it's just such a, a... unfortunate thing to have happen because in the long run, you, you become very unhealthy eating that way because you're eating a lot of very simple foods that are not very nutrient dense. And, uh, I feel like a lot of people try to stray away from certain foods and it's the stuff that you really enjoy eating. And it's, it really sucks that emetophobia, um, could take those away from you and, uh, change your mindset on the way you want to eat. So, I've also had a lot of problems with going out to eat. That was always a very a super big deal. I mean, there's a lot of variables involved in that. Uh, there's the fact that there's other people in the world and you have to go be around them in a restaurant where they could be nauseous and they could V. And it's scary and you don't want to be around anybody who does that. So you, you're constantly on this fight or flight mode uh, trying to make sure everybody around you is feeling okay. And I don't know if you guys do this too, but I asked way too many questions to people when they say that they're feeling sick or that they, they don't feel good right now. I'm like, have you, do you have the flu? Uh, do, do you feel like you're going to V? Do you do, uh, uh, it's just like, I, I get in this weird rambling, like 
I'm so scared. I don't know what to do type situation. Nowadays, it's a little different. I'm okay with it. I can, I can almost come to peace with the fact that people can get sick and, and they're not going to V. So, um, yes, food is just such a crazy thing. There's also the fact that I check the dates on things in my refrigerator more than I think anybody else in the world ever would. Um, I am so concerned about what the date is on that chip dip in the fridge or that uh, pack of sausages or the, like whatever there is in the fridge, I have to check the dates. Even if I'm not even going to eat it, I just have to check it to make sure that it's still good in there because I don't want things in my fridge that anybody would ever cook in the house that I then would eat that would make me sick. So it's just one of those OCD things where I have to check it. If uh, my girlfriend makes dinner, I feel like if I was at work or if I'm coming home from work and she's making dinner, um, I often get this really weird worry in my brain. Like what if she's using something that's out of date or what if she's using milk that's past the date or it's one day before the date or what if she used something that got left out on the counter or uh, what if uh, she dropped it on the floor? You know, what if she fucking did that and then picked it up and like half ass washed it off and put it in the meal? You know, there's all these weird um, fears that we get when we have emetophobia that are very irrational. They're not like normal fears that most people have. But they're fears nonetheless. And I think finding somebody in your life who understands where you're coming from with that. Because growing up, my mom was not always the most uh, understanding person. If I didn't eat her food, she got very offended. Like, oh, are you serious? You're not going to eat it? It was only a day past a day. Come on, Kate. Like, it was just this, like, make me feel like shit for the fact that I didn't want to eat something of hers. And it wasn't because I didn't think I was going to like it. Or that maybe she, her food is disgusting. It's just, I didn't trust her with food because my whole emetophobia situation, if you go back to episode one, it it is in direct correlation to the fact that she left chili out on the fucking counter and didn't put it away. And then she put it away the next day and she still ate that stuff, man. Like stuff like that really irks me. And it's like, it, it was the sole cause of my friend getting sick and it directly correlated to my emetophobia. I really did. I know that emetophobia probably started a long time ago and it was a long term, like it, it was like a snowball effect. But if that would have never happened, maybe my life would be totally different. And I think we kind of think about that sometimes where if we go back to the original, whatever set that off in our head, we have to think, what if that didn't happen that day? Would my life be totally different? Would I not have emetophobia? I don't think that's the case. I think if you have emetophobia now, it's something that has been building in your life for a lot of years. And I look back now and see the, the early signs of emetophobia when I was a child. And um, it's just something that we get. It's an anxiety disorder. It's uh, an OCD disorder. And I don't think there's a ton of stuff we can do about it uh, to, to prevent it from happening. Um, once you start realizing you have emetophobia, there are a ton of ways to, uh, to deal with it and to regulate it and to make it more accepting in your life. Um, Versus going and hiding in the corner and not wanting to be around anybody. So, let me get back on food for a minute. Yes, like I said, some of my staples were the English muffins and stuff, but I was getting very unhealthy. So, what I did was I started having vitamins. Um, and at first, vitamins made me feel really sick, and I did not like vitamins. But that's the thing about emetophobia is it's, gun- it's going to do that to you. That's kind of the whole thing is it's a, it's a panic attack-induced, like, anxiety-type situation where... Um, the things you like the most, it almost feels like your body or that little demon in your head doesn't want you to have those things anymore because it's going to make you sick or there's a possibility of being nauseous. And 
it's one of those things that you have to fight through. I know it sounds really difficult, but what I suggest you do is keep eating those foods that make you feel sick. Eat them in very small quantities though. Have a couple bites, just two or three bites off something, chill, calm down, tell yourself you're not gonna be sick because you're not, it's not gonna happen. You're gonna be just fine, it's just food, it's normal food that you eat every day. Now over the last, I'd say two years, I've really conditioned myself to be a lot more comfortable with food. I'm now to the point where I don't have to search every single date. I can pull something out of the fridge, open it up, know I just put it in there and start eating out of it without having to feel like I'm gonna be sick or something's gonna happen to me or I'm gonna get food poisoning. That's not gonna happen to you. If, If you're careful and you're not eating food that's months and months old that's been sitting in the fridge forever, you're gonna be just fine, man. You know, it's 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 a normal thing to be scared of those things, but we have to make steps forward to eliminate those problems from our lives, or at least just lower them to the point where they're they're easier to deal with. And I tell you right now, it, it will work. Um, I like to put myself in anxiety situations now because being uncomfortable in life is okay. It's fine to be uncomfortable. Um, people can be uncomfortable. It actually will help you out in the long run. Anxiety is a, is a thing that when you run away from those problems, the anxiety gets worse and you, you become a more uh, terrified person of the things that make you feel anxious. If you deal with the anxiety head on, which I know is very difficult, but you can do it in baby steps. Let me give you an example. I used to really hate standing in line. It made me feel very anxious and it would make me, it would almost like I would get sick as soon as I'd get in the back of the line because I knew I had to wait and it makes you feel like you ha- you're not in control. You have no choice of how long this line is gonna take. The person in front of you could take 25 minutes and if you get sick, you wanna leave now. And if you can't leave now, your anxiety will kick in and you'll be like, oh my God, I, I'm stuck in this situation. I have people behind me. I it would be so weird if I just walked away. I don't wanna do that right now. I, I have to just deal with this. So what I did was I would wait in line and I would try to preoccupy myself as much as possible. I know that's, I just, it sounds like, oh, I'm just giving you these bullshit, but this is the actual things I did and it really did work for me. So if I started to feel anxious or sick, obviously I had mints, so I'd put a mint in my mouth, which doesn't always work, but it would work most of the time. I'd put a mint in my mouth, I'd start you know, playing with it in my mouth for a minute, just kind of trying to think about other things. If it got worse, I would get my phone out. I have a lot of uh, YouTube videos I would watch that like, I like this uh, YouTube uh, video, it's, it's a series called Roadkill. It's a bunch of uh, uh, car related videos, guys that build cars and stuff. And I would get really into that. And if I got into a video for 10 minutes or so, I'd get to the point where I would come to terms with the fact that I'm in line, I'm okay. I'm, it's not gonna hurt me to be in line this long. I'm not gonna get sick, I'm gonna be all right. I'm not nauseous, it's just the metaphobia talking. And I would try to justify it in my mind. And sometimes it wouldn't work. Sometimes I would have to walk away and, and maybe go walk around the store for a minute. Sometimes I'd have to leave. Sometimes I just couldn't get my groceries. I'd have to be like, well, screw it. I'm just gonna go home then. I can't do this. It's just something I can't do right now. And you have to accept those things in your life and realize that you're not crazy. You're not alone. There are a ton of people out there that do the same exact thing you do. but. The difference is you need to start working on it. It's not something you should be dealing with for the rest of your life. So when you're in those lines, try to find things that preoccupy you. Try to find the things, or maybe, I know it sounds really crazy right now, but I now when I'm in line, I like to talk to people. I'll look behind me and be like, man, this line's taking forever, isn't it? And sometimes you'll get into a cool conversation with somebody and 
I know you get that frog in your throat and you feel that anxiety coming on because you have to talk to somebody, but putting yourself in situations that make you feel anxious will help you in the long run. That is the cure for anxiety in my opinion. Taking medication will help, yes. It will start to make you not care about those things, but I think medication in the long run, I've never taken medication at all. Never once have I taken anti-anxiety medication, never. So, it can be done without medication. It's just a lot of effort. It's a lot of uh, personal boundaries that will get broken. There's a lot of things you need to tell yourself to calm yourself down on a daily basis. But that's okay. Nothing, you're not crazy. You're not alone. It's, it's okay to feel that way. It's because you have a metaphobia. That's it. It's, it's just something that you have and, and you need to accept that. And the fact that that is a part of your life now. I don't think a metaphobia ever really goes away completely. It will always be in your head. It's just the way you deal with it. It's the way your mindset is towards it. It's the way you deal with situations. It's the way you deal with your own anxiety. So, food is crazy. Let me touch real quick on, uh, Yeah, I, I, I want to go back to uh, eating out with people. Like I said, explaining to them what's going on with you and trying to like make them understand what's happening will help in the long run. It will help with the anxiety of it all. But my whole problem was leaving the house in general to go out to eat was always so scary. Like if I wanted to go on a date with a girl, as soon as I get the text of I'm on the way, my stomach would drop into this fiery pit and I could not get up off the couch. I would get really, really, really nauseous to the point where I had to go like curl up in a ball on the bed and try to calm myself down from the anxiety. Now, in the long run, I realized that just leaving the house like even if you had to come back home I know it's scary because then you feel like you you're stuck in a situation that you can't get out of you can get out of it if you get in a situation where you feel so nauseous and so anxious that you just can't do it anymore it's okay to tell that person hey here's a situation I've, I have a metaphobia I really tried to do this today I'm so sorry that it's working out this way I'd really appreciate it if you could take me home right now. It's just not working. I'm so sorry. Maybe we can try it another day. I'm, I don't want to uh, uh, make you think I'm trying to waste your time because I'm not. I really do like you and I, I, I appreciate what you're doing. But my emetophobia is taking over too bad right now. I'm getting way too anxious. I'm having a panic attack. I need to go home and calm down. That is something you can say to people. And I mean, yeah, once in a while you might get a person who's kind of a dick about it. But that's okay. People can be dicks. That's the world for you. But it's okay to say those things to people and bring up the fact that you have emetophobia and that you're dealing with it and it's something that you're really, it's really not working right now. So, but the act of just leaving the house alone is the starting point, the baby steps towards fighting this anxiety and the emetophobia. Because the more you can leave the house and get out in the world and meet people and make friends and get support, the faster you can get the support you need for this emetophobia. I spent about three years in a house, not leaving the house, except for to go to work, which was also absolutely terrifying. But once I started getting up, going outside, I started doing the things I loved again, like skateboarding. I started going around other people. I started making really good friends and connections who understood my emetophobia. Once I started doing that, the emetophobia really started to become like a second thought. It wasn't my first thought every day. It was, oh my God, I want to go hang out with Jacob and go skate. Like, that's my main goal today. That sounds like so much fun. That, and, and it trumped over the emetophobia. And yeah, the emetophobia would come up in the day and it would be a problem sometimes. And every once in a while, if I got dehydrated or if I something happened where I had to go walk away for a minute, I would just say, hey guys, 
the amenophobia is kicking in. I know I explained it to you guys. I just need to go take a little walk for a minute, calm myself down. They're like, okay, no, no problem, man. Go for it. No worries. We'll be here. I'm like, cool. And they were extremely supportive. And finding those people in life um, will really put you over to that next, uh, the next stage in emetophobia, the stage of recovery and trying to deal with the emetophobia and understand what it is and justify it. It's okay. Emetophobia is a thing that a lot of people have. You're not alone. You, uh, you're not crazy. You're not this psycho person who checks her food every day or his food every day. Um, you're just a normal person with emetophobia. And the, lo- the faster you can accept that in your life and get past it, the faster you can get over this emetophobia. I'm going to tell you right now, I am over my emetophobia. I'm out in a car right now going to McDonald's to grab a coffee and uh, English muffin or uh, uh, egg McMuffin or whatever. I mean, this is my normal day. I'm, I don't feel sick right now. I don't feel anxious. I don't have a panic attack. My stomach feels fine. I don't feel anything. I don't feel tense. I have, over the last few years, really learned to control my emetophobia. And, and come to terms with it. It's not a demon anymore. It's, it's almost like this thing that I've accepted in my life and I've made kind of a friend of mine. You know, it's like, hey, I don't like you very much, but you're here and I can't get rid of you. So I have to like you. And <clears throat> sounds like a weird thing to say, but it's really how I started dealing with it. And it works. It really does work over time. It just, you cannot give up. If you give up, it wins. So the faster you can get over this emetophobia and, and not give up on the things that are happening, the faster you can start to come to terms with it. I really appreciate you guys. If you want to hit me up, the podcast at gmail.com. There's the Emetophobia Podcast Facebook group and um, DMs on Instagram, the Emetophobia Podcast. I really love you guys. I'm glad with all the support. It's been amazing. Have a wonderful day. Make sure to drink your water. Eat some new foods today. Try out a couple new things, a couple bites of each thing, man. I, it will do you wonders over time. Have a good day.